I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. podcast series Spotting a Scam covers hacking, remote access scams and password hygiene. I am your host, Ella Vildes. Hacking and remote access scams. Why are these topics so important and becoming the fastest growing scam types? Recently, there have been two major hacking incidents affecting millions of people. Remote access scams are one of the fastest growing scam types in Australia. That is why Victoria Police Detectives are focusing on remote access scams and the Cybercrime Squad is investigating hundreds of reports of remote access scams. Scamwatch reported that Australians have lost $16.6 million to remote access scams from January to August this year. Password hygiene is a crucial security measure everyone can implement to protect their accounts. In this episode, we will go through some valuable password hygiene practices. Today we have two experts in the field of scams, Detective Superintendent Jane Welsh of Victoria Police's Cybercrime Division and Shane Corret, Chief Information Officer at Bank Vic. Welcome to both of you. Now Jane, how did you find yourself heading up the Cybercrime Division of Victoria Police? I was approached several years ago and uh, informed that the Victoria Police was interested in building their cybercrime capability and would I be interested in being part of that build? And here I am three years later. We now have a division within the Crime Command which deals specifically with cybercrime. Now, Shane, what led you to the role of Chief Information Officer at Bank Vic? I've worked in technology and banking for around 20 years. So a long history of applying technology in banking has led me to the role I'm, I'm in now. Very good. So what are remote access scams, also referred to as technical support scams, and what happens to a victim? It is somebody gaining access to your computer and they are at a remote location. So that could be uh, anywhere from the house next door to you all the way through to a country on the other side of the planet. And the access is gained by you cooperating with them and allowing them access. How does that work? My computer is my computer. I own it. I bought it. How does someone remotely access my device? Well, like most of these things, it's trickery. We may receive a phone call. And the caller may tell you that they're from Microsoft and they have identified that your system is not updated and you must urgently update your system or all sorts of problems could happen with your computer and your data. And of course, it sounds like a pretty simple and wonderful customer service uh, that is provided from Microsoft. 
And we now know that many of us actually fall for these scams. The caller will ask you to move to your laptop, will ask you to turn it on, and then will instruct you to move through certain steps to actually allow them access to your computer. So it's actually hiding in plain sight. They're telling you that they're accessing your computer to fix your computer. What they're actually doing is accessing your computer to upload malware, which will then uh, allow them to meander around your computer and access all the things that you would otherwise access. Some of this malware is also keystrike um, malware, so it will recall the keys that you're, you're striking, so that's how they get your passwords and that sort of information. Wow, that's really invasive. With remote access, is it where they only access it in the moment or if they install that malware, is it where they can stay there on that device for as long as they desire? The malware will stay there. Once it's on, it's on until it's removed. So what happens to a victim if that occurs? Well, it kind of depends on what the offender really wants to do. So once the malicious software is in your computer, they can take your computer over and they can, they'll get into your emails, they'll get into all your digital platforms. And your so once they're in your Facebook, for example, then they start committing other offences. So they might get into your Facebook, they might identify some personal photos that you have stored on your Facebook out of anyone else's reach, and they may then use that to extort you, for example. So the intrusion is step number one, and then that provides opportunities for other offences to be committed once they get hold of your data. It's really important never to give a stranger remote access to your computer. Once you give them access, you've got no way of knowing what they're going to do to your computer, what programs are going to install, what information they're going to steal, how long it's going to be there. So don't trust them. Why are remote access scams so successful? The scammers are very, very good at what they do and very convincing. These people spend a lot of time practising their art thinking about new ways to get through, and they really prey on people's uh, vulnerabilities and naivety. Scammers are often looking for the weak points, and unfortunately the weakest point is usually a person. We're susceptible, we're trusting, we, we seem to automatically trust a lot of these big known brands. The best thing is to, to do is, if you get a call, um, call them back on the public number, ask for their name. That's the best way of verifying if it's actually a legitimate call or not. Jane, from a Victoria Police perspective, why do you think that the remote access scams are so successful? I think that we do tend to be quite trusting online. We're very keen to give our data, we're very keen to give our information. For some reason, we find it really hard to hang up on people. We're having conversations with somebody who is trying to scam us and we know it doesn't feel right. I think that we need to listen to that feeling of discomfort and ask more questions, hang up more frequently, inquire more deeply before we allow people to get access to our computer. What would you say as a tip for someone that's working from home and it's where someone does say that they need to remotely access their computer? Organisations dealing with their people who are working from home need to make it very clear to the employee these are the processes and these are the steps that we will take if we are seeking to remotely access your computer. So what tips can you give people to avoid falling for a remote access scam? A simple one for me is if, if something seems too good to be true, it probably is. So if you think Microsoft's ringing you up or the NBN out of the blue to help support a problem, it's probably not true. So be sceptical about it. You can have all the cyber hygiene in the world, you can have the best possible passwords in the world, but if you are tricked, 
then that's of no use to anyone. So it's actually about being present in the moment and being aware of, aware of what the threats are. Because as soon as somebody asks you to put in your own password, then yeah. the fact that you changed your password yesterday is not going to protect you at all. Everyday Australians, myself included, we would trust that large corporations are keeping their personal data safe. So how are cyber criminals gaining access to personal data provided to corporations? The criminals are looking for weaknesses. Similar to someone who's looking to burgle a house, they'll, they'll scope it out. Is a window open? Is a door open? When are people home? When are they? Cyber criminals are very, very similar. There's various weaknesses and they're looking for them. And then they exploit them. Yeah, so it's weaknesses in organisations, software and systems. And there's also weaknesses in third parties that happen to work for and have access to the data that that organisation holds. So a really common example is a phishing scam where somebody gets uh, asked to click on a link in the organisation and they'll they'll click on that link on an email and then it downloads malicious software onto the organisation's systems. But having said that, organisations are employing all sorts of really important, really technically savvy people to assist with the security of the data that they're holding. Shane, with the two recent major cyber attacks, what can a business do to protect their customers' sensitive information? So there's, there's a lot that organisations can do. Speaking specifically about banking, banking's um, quite tightly regulated and there's specific regulations that govern information security. There's important controls we have in place to protect data, to know what data we're holding, knowing where we hold it, how long we keep it for, and making sure we delete it. These are really stringent guidelines. So we try and protect entry into our networks and data um, as tightly as we can. Obviously, we need to allow customers in to, to, to access that data, but we, we, we maintain that very tightly, and we're constantly monitoring 24 by 7. We understand what typical patterns and data patterns look like, and we get alerted when there's anomalies. Wonderful. So what is password hygiene and why is it so important? It's a great metaphor, actually, the use of the term hygiene, because it's about keeping clean. So if you imagine I have to wash my hands once I've been to the bathroom, once I've touched something dirty before I cook, the same thing about passwords. So keep them clean, and clean means have them new and fresh. Uh, So don't have a password for long, long periods of time. Change them as regularly as you can accommodate. And the other thing is have long, long passwords. Don't put any identifying information in your passwords or your email addresses. Um, Not even things like your pet's names and things like that because all of these things are opportunities to link information to create your identity. So uh, make them obscure, different and nothing to do with you. Unique passwords is really important I'd add in this. What what hackers will do is they'll try and uh, find a, a password and a company or a system that's fairly weak and has lacked security controls. And they'll then bet on the fact that you're probably reusing that password in other accounts. So that's why it's really important that you don't reuse a password um, for different online accounts. So where should we be putting these passwords? Is it particularly safe to write them down in a house because then it's offline? What should be best practice? Really, really useful piece of software that can help you generate strong passwords and also retain and remember your passwords. They're called password safes. The way they work is you need to remember one really strong password to access your password safe. And then all of the passwords which are unique and strong for all of your subsequent um, online accounts are all kept there. Being safe is also about doing things that work for you in your life that you can accommodate. 
So it, sometimes it might be about writing them down and putting them in the safe at home um, or giving them to your son or your daughter or your partner uh, to keep safe. So there's lots and lots of different ways of, of doing it. Um, but I think it has to be something that's not overly burdensome because I think if it's overly burdensome and difficult to understand, people won't do it. Um, and that's a vulnerability in itself. If you have given someone remote access to your computer or you fear that your computer has been hacked, seek help or advice from a qualified and reputable computer technician. If you think you have provided your account details to a scammer, contact your bank or financial institution immediately. We encourage anyone who has been subject to a scam to speak to the police. You can report scams to Report Cyber at cyber.gov.au. Spread the word to friends and family to help protect them from falling victim to online scams. If you would like to learn more about spotting a scam, there are two more episodes in this series which focus on identity theft and investment scams. Head over to the Crime Stoppers Victoria website for more information at crimestoppersvic.com.au. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.